At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Peterson experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be with you guys a little bit earlier as we are now 6 to 8 Pacific time on this fine program. If you're out there on the East Coast, 9 to 11 Eastern time. So we've got some primetime basketball that is happening. Few games getting started. Few games are coming to a conclusion. And I've got my thoughts as to something that we've already seen on this College Basketball Tuesday that we're going to be hitting in a minute. We're also going to be turning it forward to Wednesday along the way on the show. I've got my DK Network write-up already written up, and I'll be sharing that with you guys in about an hour. And we've got a pair of they are going to be joining me along the way. As Terrell Furman, he does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at the NBA at the All-Star breaks on the teams that he's feeling bullish slash bearish on. If there might be a little bit of value in the futures market with any team in particular and then on top of that we're going to be taking a look at what we've got on the Wednesday card with him and then in our number two Graham Mitchell he does great work over at Forbes he is one half of the fine ride the line podcast as well he is going to be joining me we're going to be taking a little bit of a look as to just the NFL carousel of quarterbacks are we going to be seeing some guys getting traded are we going to be seeing Justin Fields stay in Chicago with all that is happening are we going to be seeing him go and if so Where is he going to be going? We're going to be diving in on that and so much more. So we've got ourselves an absolutely tremendous show. And if you're looking to bet some of these games very late with regards to the Tuesday card, we've got a few games that are going to be tipping off right now. And there's actually some big ones as well. A slip sliding Wisconsin team is about to get started against Maryland. Being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, I am obliged to give out the fact that right now I'm looking to dive in. Wisconsin is a seven to seven half point favorite. Totals between one thirty one and one thirty one and a half for Wisconsin. They have won one game straight up here in the month of February. 
I think that they can make it too. I'm not willing to lay seven with them though. So we shall see what happens there right now in terms of that Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest game. That's a line that opened up six, holding steady at six, total between 145 and 145 and a half. And with this Pittsburgh defense, it has been quite sneaky. I personally thought that this number got up a little bit too high from the opening total of 143 and a half. Though I will say last time these two teams played, it was a little bit of an overwhelming game. And then the one that I think is going to be worth monitoring the most with regards this window of games that we've got for this Tuesday with the six o'clock start times is this Baylor BYU game with BYU now being a four to four and a half point favorite. And you do want to be noting the travel that we have been seeing in the Big 12. It's currently why we are sweating out my DK network right a pick from Tuesday of the West Virginia versus Central Florida game. We really just don't need a calamity when it comes to the Central Florida-West Virginia game. My write-up was taking the points with West Virginia. They're currently up 71-60 to with 2.15 remaining. So we're in very, very good shape. I've got the Minions gift at the ready. So hopefully we can get that one in as they're actually up 73-60. to So even better, but... You do want to be noting the travel out there in the Big 12, but first time around, you did see Baylor be able to get the job done. I think that this is a Baylor team that's going to be able to hold in there. One this was like an opener of one and a half, two, perhaps a little bit of value on BYU, but we have seen that number dry up. We have seen that come up to now four to four and a half. That gave me a little bit of value on Baylor personally, and you do want to be taking a look at a lot of these games from not just a perspective of before the game, but I do think that there is quite a few in-game opportunities when you are zoning in on a little bit of a shall we say more standalone game and we saw a prime example on Tuesday and this is the example of why you do not want to count your chickens before the hatch this is why you do not want to make a fool of yourself on social media when it comes to celebrating a win that is not cash quite yet and I think a lot of you guys know where I'm going with this it was a Butler versus Villanova game this was a closing total in a lot of places that was well above 140, and I thought that it had gotten a little bit too high. Now, a lot of places closed 140. It got up like towards overnight, early morning, more around about a 141. I was seeing a few 141 apps out there as well. Closes more around a 140, so you saw it go up and down with regards to this total, and it looked absolutely terrible in the first half. Not going to lie to you. There was a lot of made threes. As a matter of fact, I believe both teams started out 15 of 28 or 15 of 29 from three-point range and then game completely dies into oblivion you get a very nice under and you're able to get there this is so important to be taking a look at when it comes to sports betting as to how your bets win slash lose because like i was personally on the under in this spot i was feeling very good about that second half i felt like we might be seeing it toned down now i was personally thinking that man with the way that the teams were shooting in the first half that being able to get that under, I'd be feeling very, very charmed if we were able to get it in. We were, in the end, able to get it, but you do want to be taking a look back at it, even on your wins and being like, okay, was there maybe something that I missed? And you know what? Maybe I did not account for Butler's three-point shooting quite enough. Now, Bosch Alexander started out 404 from three-point range. He's a career about 27% three-point shooter. That's something that you want to be noting as well. When you see a little bit of an outlier like that, you want to be like, okay, if I were to re-handicap this game, how would I go about it? And I would be banking on Posh Alexander not starting out 404 from three-point range, which is a big reason why you did have that demonstrative first half line. Like, if you took the first half over, you're able to get there very easily, thanks to our good friend Mr. Alexander just going inferno mode from three-point range. Meanwhile, if you took the second half under, being able to bank on that regression was so big, and that's part of what I was talking about on this show yesterday. The biggest advantage that you've got if you're looking to live bet 
any sport. This is not just college basketball. This is not just basketball in general. This is the NFL. This is Major League Baseball. Heck, tennis, if you're into tennis, being able to watch these games with your eyes because you're typically going to pay a little bit more in juice when you do live bet. Typically, those minus 110 spreads, you're going to be paying more like a minus 115. Sometimes you'll have to dive in at a minus 120. You've got to maximize the juice because your hit rate goes up from 51 or 52.38% in order to break even. That's north of 53% when you do add on there the minus 115, when you get to the minus 120. So you do want to be maximizing that and being able to do so it was able to prove to be very very good to you on this tuesday as we are looking at the college basketball landscape right here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports betting network and certainly that was a game of intrigue that we did see on tuesday but also what has been standing out to me from what we saw on tuesday as well has been just the fact that it does feel like these road wins are coming very very difficult right now you saw iowa be able to go on the road they got the job done against michigan state that by kind of 78 to 71 i believe that that is the lone road team that has won thus far on this college basketball tuesday and i was asked the age-old question how do you take a look at home court advantage and i do think that there's a little bit of a sliding scale there are times where you do want to be a a little bit more for home court advantage and a little bit less for home court advantage. And it's very, very situational. I think something that a lot of people get into a little bit of a habit on, and it's been very nice to see that this has been adjusted in recent years because it used to be you would, across most sports, be awarding about a boilerplate three points when it came to home court advantage. That should not be the case anymore. You've got some atmospheres that are about as dead as dead can get. Like, I'm sorry to point this out, but if you go on the road, because we saw that Incarnate Word versus Texas A&M Commerce Brawl on Monday, if you're going on the road playing against like Incarnate Word, that's not the same as going to Rupp Arena and playing against Kentucky. That's not the same as going on, for an example for tonight, my home state, Wisconsin. That's not the same as going on the Col- going to the Cole Center, playing against the Wisconsin Badgers. And I think that that is so important to be taking a look at. And you do want to be taking a look at just some tricky scheduling spots as well. Looking at these, just look at games in general, and then gearing up and trying to gauge, all right, this is actually the spot that teams look forward to And how do you gauge that? Because right now we've got the game of the night that is going on. That would be this UConn versus Creighton game. As it sits right now, we've got about nine minutes left in the first half. UConn got off to a relatively early start. Creighton has been able to make a little bit of a run. Currently, we're sitting at 21 to 18 with nine or so minutes remaining in the first half. And if you're looking to be able to bet this game live right now, you're going to be finding UConn about minus two and a half on the live line as Creighton just made a three to be able to make it 21 to 21. So we're pretty much back to where we started on this one with the total ticking up a little bit at a 150 and a half. But I do think that that is so important to be taking a look at as well. And you just want to be taking a look at the game flow if you're going to be betting live on this as well. Like right now, you've seen Creighton go four of eight from three-point range. UConn has only made one three. So perhaps you are, even though it's pretty much the normal number that we saw before, and feeling a little bit encouraged by UConn, just going through that and being able to dive in. I think that that is oh so important. And it does appear as though our write-up pick from Tuesday that did just go final. I was just talking about these teams and how they've got a very nice home court of edge. Once for Virginia wins by double figures against Central Florida. They're able to get that job done, and that is very, very big. And what else I've been noticing with this, and part of the reason why I was on West Virginia in this spot as well, not just the great home court environment, but you want to be taking a look at the way that the other team plays on 
the road as well. There's a bigger reason why you've been able to make a lot of money on a team like the Niagara Purple Eagles this year. The Niagara Purple Eagles, they have yet to lose a road game, I believe, in the Metro Atlantic Conference ever since the turn of the new year. Meanwhile, you had a Central Florida team in this matchup that, while they were a top 10 team in all of college basketball, in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis, if you looked a little bit closer at the numbers, you'd find out, hey, they're giving up about 18.4 points more per one hour possessions in a road slash neutral court venue rather than at home. Being able to pick up on something like that is very big. And sometimes when it comes to college basketball, you do need to put a little bit more emphasis on the recent results as well. Because with this West Virginia team, this was only game, I believe, number seven. Perhaps I lowballed them. Perhaps it's game number eight in which I had all their guys out there. We all know about the dumpster fire that was the West Virginia offseason. You had Bob Huggins and all that drama that leads to Josh Eiler becoming the interim coach. You have three main guards be out of the fold for the first nine games of the season. Noah Farrakhan, along with Raekwon Battle, they were part of the two-time transfer sort of situation. That was a case where... They were unable to get out there on the floor. And Kirk Risa, he was part of the whole Arizona ordeal. So he was suspended for the first nine games of the season. Then you have Jesse Edwards get hurt right when they come back in the fold. So finally, you had your full allotment of guys. And we had our full allotment of a W there. And what else is a W is getting great guests on this show. And we're going to be leading it off next with a tremendous one. Terrell Furman, he does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to be taking a look at the NBA at the break. And if he finds any value in the futures market with regards to the NBA, that's up next. I'm the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
If you are looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, along with bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns for every single game. Visit VSIN.com slash pro now to subscribe today. That is VSIN.com slash pro. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. We're going to be joined momentarily by Terrell Furman. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to talk a little college basketball with him in a few minutes. We're going to talk some NBA. And in the meantime, I wonder if we give you guys a little bit of a preview here because the 6 o'clock games Pacific time, the 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time games, those just started, but we've got ourselves some action that is going to be happening out there on the West Coast. And if you're looking at the Boise State versus San Jose State game, right now Boise State, they're between about a 16 to a 16 and a half point favorite. I think we might be getting a little bit lofty there. I personally am going to be taking a look at San Jose State there. We'll see if we can get you guys a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown a little bit further on down the line as we are now joined by Terrell Furman. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Terrell, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yes, Greg, Greg, always a pressure, pleasure to be back here. And earlier time, earlier time, Greg. Wow, I'm not in the middle of the night on the East Coast here. Kudos to you. Kudos to you and kudos to whoever made the decision because way to finally care about us East Coasters. Way to finally care about us. This is an early time slot. Absolutely. We absolutely love it. It is prime time out there in my home state of Wisconsin as well. And that makes me just oh yep. so happy. And what does not make me happy talking about the great state of Wisconsin is you do a tremendous job of taking a look at the NBA. And I am fearing for my hometown state, Wisconsin's team in the Milwaukee Bucks as they slip slid into the all-star break. They are currently employing Doc Rivers as their coach. That is not good. That's all I need to say about that. But how do you take a look at not just the Milwaukee Bucks, but the East in general? Because at the beginning part of the season, it was really a big three of the Celtics, the 76ers, and the Bucks. And now the Bucks have fallen off. The Sixers are dealing with Joel Embiid. And the question becomes, who's really going to be the main competition to the Boston Celtics out there? Oh, well, 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 well. I mean, I think that the big thing here is that do you trust Boston to actually complete, like, finish the story? We talk about finishing the story, finish the story. You're out in Vegas. WWE was in Vegas not too long ago. Cody Rhodes, I'm going to finish the story, finally finish the story. What does finishing the story mean? Well, it means winning more than one championship since, what, the 1970s, 1980s, winning more than one championship since then. And unfortunately, that's where Boston is at. So is Boston, are the Boston Celtics finally going to finish the story? I don't think so. I, I think that there's better options. I'm not putting my money on it. Uh, I, I don't feel good about the Bucks sitting there at 7-1 just because of the defense. But when we sit here and we're looking at who's left, I think that a name that people aren't talking about in the East that is still very much a possibility and people aren't talking about it because they're at the bottom of the list is that Philadelphia 76ers team at 25-1 to to win the championship and come out the East. And it's because of the fact of when Joel Embiid plays with the Sixers team, they are one of the best teams in the league. That That is all that matters. That's all that you need to think about. When Joel Embiid plays, they're one of the best teams in the league. So if I'm taking a 25 to 1 shot of saying, hey, Joel Embiid is going to make it by the end of the year. They're going to make it into this playoff run. And then they're going to have a chance to do what they couldn't do last year and beat the Celtics and close the Celtics out. Then I think that this is a better year with Nick Nurse as an accomplished head coach who I know can get a playoff run out of his team. I think that the Philadelphia 76ers at 25 to 1 for a team out the East is probably my 
best long shot because everybody's going to think it's the Celtics. I don't have much faith in the Bucks, and uh, as much as I am a Knicks fan, you know the Knicks just sometimes disappoint us. Yes, they certainly do, but they do have the Brunson burner, and Jalen Brunson has been absolutely tremendous Uh this season, and it's certainly going to be a case where it might be a scenario where they go as far as he's able to take them, but they are a team that's certainly popping out to me, and I do think that the real intrigue when it comes to the NBA right now, because the East right now, even though we do still have a few question marks with the Celtics, you have some question marks with the coaching, I don't think that there's any debate that they're the number one team out there, but the West, it does feel like it's wide that open right now with the Nuggets and the Clippers right now being your top two teams in the odds board to be able to win the West. And then from there, you've got a big chasm between the teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know that the Mavericks are getting a little bit of love as well, but how do you take a look at the West? Because the two top teams up there in the Clippers and the Nuggets have the most veterans, but the teams a little bit further down in the Thunder along with the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've thus far got the most wins this season in the West. Yeah, I'm, it's, that's what I love about the NBA this season. I think that if you look at it, anybody is suitable to win the championship. I think there's so many teams and it's so wide open. It's not like previous years. You know, there was a run where it was either San Antonio or it was Miami or it was the Lakers. Like it was one of those three that were kind of winning a bunch of the championships or putting them their teams in position to win championships for a while. Then LeBron went to 10 straight finals. Then Steph Curry and the Warriors emerged and made a dynasty and they had a bunch of finals appearances. Now... We're sitting back at a league and looking around like, "Mm, it's a lot of teams that could go out here and get this done. The Nuggets, if they tighten things up on the road, they could be good. The Thunder is a young upstart team that I've been on the entirety of the season. I think they actually can have what it takes to win the one seed with how good they play on the road, how good they are at home, and the fact that Shea Gilgis-Alexander looks like a bona fide MVP right now. So I think it's really, really open for a lot of teams. The Thunder and the Nuggets are probably two of my favorites to come out the West. But uh, I think that there's still a lot of opportunity for the Clippers as soon as Kawhi Leonard gets healthy and they're able to put Kawhi Leonard out there in that lineup. I'm questionable about the Timberwolves because they can't score as well. And then the Suns, it's the opposite. I think that they can score, but they don't play any defense. So I think it's a really, really wide open field. It's going to depend on who wants it more in playoff time. Yep, and you bring up such a good point there with the Clippers. If they're able to get Kawhi Leonard out there, they are a team that can certainly be able to wreck some shot, perhaps win the whole thing, but that is a big giant if, as we've seen with Kawhi Leonard throughout his career. As joining me Uh on the show, we've got Terrell Furman. He does tremendous work over the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and as we know, with everything that we saw just before the break, it has caused for a little bit of volatility with regards to the NBA MVP award. Right now, Nikolai Jokic at DraftKings is the big time favorite at minus 135. Shea Goldress Alexander is at clear number two at plus 210. Everyone else plus 850 uh-huh. or bigger odds. How do you take a look at this MVP race? Because I do think that with Shea Gildress Alexander winning the MVP, it's sort of correlated with whether or not the Thunder are able to get the one seed in the West. Yeah, I think between Shea and Jokic, I really think it is between those two as the odds dictate maybe you have a situation where a Luca or man if you trust the Boston Celtics sure but I don't think Jason Tatum has a shot but maybe you have a situation where a Luka Doncic and, and that Mavs team can go on a crazy run in the second half of the season 
and push them further up the standings. But really, it's between Jokic and Shea. I know that Jokic to minus 135. Everybody think that's the bona fide answer. That's who it's going to be if it's not Joel Embiid. But Shea Yogis Alexander is leading the leading steals. He averages 30-plus points a game. He is a two-way player that does it, and he's the best player on what's possibly the one seed, as you said. So if they secure this one seed and it's SGA leading the charge, then I 100% believe that two, plus 210 is probably going to cash, and he's going to win MVP. I don't know how he doesn't get MVP if he takes an OKC team that wasn't in the playoffs last year to a one seed. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do think that they need to be able to get that one seed. I think that that's going to be very paramount in this race. But if they're able to get there, I do think that there's a little bit of upside. And how do you take a look at the Thunder team? Because I do think that there's a chance that they're going to be able to get that one seed. And personally, I am someone that bought in on the OKC Thunder when they were 100-1 to prior to the season to be able to Mm -hmm. win the NBA title. But I do have my concerns with them down low. And I'm still just a little bit distraught by the fact that they did not pick up a rebounder at the trade deadline i know and andre drummond was there for the taking i would have loved an andre drummond there i don't i'm not looking for him for defense i'm looking for rebounding i'm looking for somebody that can help control the basketball get offensive rebounds get this team extra possessions and so unfortunately that didn't happen but this team is still really good like they're still really really good young upstart team and while I am curious and I'm very I would like to see what, how they do in the playoffs because this is the same thing that happened last year with the Sacramento Kings and the Sacramento Kings went out there got two seed ran into Steph Curry and the Warriors and we all know how that ended and so I think that I would love to see this team and see how young they are are able to develop and grow in a playoff Ryan trying to make a championship. They got Gordon Hayward. He's going to bring some veteranship. He basically makes Josh Giddy obsolete, pushing Josh Giddy whenever he does come back into the second unit where Josh Giddy can really, really thrive. I think that's where he's struggling with that first unit, but his best minutes come with the second unit. So I think that OKC really does have what it takes, and they're going to give a lot of teams problems. Even if they don't make it all the way, I think they're going to cover the spread in a lot of these series. So yeah, I like OKC to be able to get it done behind SGA, behind J behind Chet or defensively and uh, I would have loved a rebounder but they're still solid enough that I think they can give a lot of teams problems in playoffs. I think so as well. The one thing that I do fear is the old Ric Flair mentality. I know that you were talking about Mr. Yep. Rhodes there a little bit before in order to be the man, you've got to beat the man and they're mm-hmm. a team that is not familiar with the playoffs while well, a lot of teams they very much are but a man that is familiar with giving out great information and great bets that'd be Terrell Furman of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and coming up next we got to talk a little college basketball, especially with Creighton now up double figures on UConn. We'll take a look at the Tuesday slate and turn it forward to Wednesday with them next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We know that you've been busy with football, which is why the VEASAN experts have been hard at work on our newly released NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis plus betting tips for the rest of the season. Visit vsin.com slash guide to get your free copy today. That is vsin.com slash guide. 
We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience of East of the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Terrell Furman. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And this man, I swear, covers every form of basketball. We just did <laughs> some nice discussion on the NBA, taking a look forward to the second half of the season. I know that he does a tremendous job on the WNBA front end. He also does a great job on the college basketball front end. Before we dive in on the games for Wednesday, I do want to alert you guys. If you're taking a look at this UConn versus Creighton game right now, We've got about 45 seconds remaining in the first half. Creighton is up 43 to 29. So I'll pass along a second half line when we do get it. But right now it has been domination for Creighton. And I know you, Terrell, have been looking at a lot of these home teams, a lot of these teams in tight lines at home. And I do think that this one is very interesting. You've got Illinois on the road against Penn State. Penn State is between Uh a seven to a seven half point on home underdog with a total of 157, 157 half. I do want to get your thoughts here because while Penn State does lose their top score in kind clear he's just out of the fold altogether i don't necessarily yeah. think that's the world's worst thing for a penn state team that i think they might lose something offensively without their top scoring cleary but i think they might pick up something with regards to the defense yeah and i mean think of the head coach in Rhodes and what his team make up coming over from that east that vcu team they were all about defense in the a10 you think of vcu you thought defense for the his whole tenure Ace Baldwin, you had Vince Williams, all those guys. You thought about how he got the best defensively out of his players. And so that's what I think is going to actually punch Illinois in the mouth is the defense of the Nittany Lions here. Even without their top leading scorer at home, they lost three straight games prior to this. This is a very, very nice bounce back spot for them in the Big Ten where, yeah, you're at the bottom of the Big Ten standings. But you still you still can make a push. Your season is not over and a win against a top 12 team in Illinois at home would be huge. I'm not going out there saying that I like them for the full game automatically, but plus seven and a half feels like a lot for an Illinois team that has struggled on the road. They're four and four straight up on the road. And I think that this is going to be an opportunity where the Nittly Lions are able to take advantage of the spread here. This smells like a three, four point game either way. I'm, I'm rolling with the Nittly Lions to cover the spread plus seven and a half. I'm in agreement with you. I set my line at five, so anything north of five was going to be a take for me on this one. We're getting seven and a half right now, so I do see quite a bit of value there. So that is one that is going to be in my portfolio as well. And I was mentioning it. I do think that we see a little bit more of this Penn State team defensively. So I do think that uh-huh. the under very much in play there as well. And then I do find this one to be very fascinating as well. You've got Duke, who's going to be on the road facing off against Miami. And this is another classic home underdog. Right now, we're finding Miami between a five to a five five and a half point underdog with a total Mm -hmm. of 150 and a half. And do you want to get your thoughts on this with a Duke team that has been very efficient in terms of their offense going up against a Miami Mm -hmm. team that they do light it up from three point range. And this is a Miami team that as we know, the defense that could be a little bit of a liability. And in order to be able to win games, Miami typically has to get into shootouts. Yeah. And I mean, but look at what Miami's been doing at home, 75 to 72 loss against top three, North Carolina at the time. That, excuse me, that's a really good game. They get a win against a Virginia Tech team that's been feisty all year or at home. A win against Pitt. The win, uh, they lost to Florida State in a rivalry game there. But they've been really, really solid at home. Like, they, they beat a ranked Clemson team at home, 95-82. Like, they've had some very good moments. And 
I mean, I'm a Tar Heel fan, so you're not going to get too much on the Duke, too much positive talk on the Dukies for me. But I think that this is a game where Miami can flex their muscles and go score. And so if Miami's going to score, I think Duke is going to at the very least catch up. I don't think Duke's going to get outclassed in this game at all. That total is sitting at where do we have this total? 150 to 150 and a half. Yeah, I think that this is an over for the total. And I would take an over here against well, for the Blue Devils and the Hurricanes. If you ask me for the side, of course, I'm leaning Hurricanes here because the Dukies are the Dukies. And they're going to find a way to blow a random road game in February before the tournament. So, of course, I'm taking Miami plus five and a half with a little salt base sprinkle on the money line. But I like that over, over 150 and a half. I feel like we saw this exact same scenario with a very similar line during the 2020-21 season where Duke was riding high, yet Miami Mm -hmm. was scuffling a little bit, and then Miami was able to rise up, and they were able to get the job done. So I could certainly see that as well. It's Terrell Furman, who does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And I do think that for this Wednesday slate, this is also one that is very much worth taking a look at as we've got a lot of sort of rank versus not rank games that are going to be going uh-huh. on. And we've got a lot of these teams that are sort of falling in that vector of like five to five and a half point road favorites. And that's where we find Kentucky. Uh-huh. Kentucky in most places are a five point favorite. I'm seeing a straight four and a half pop it up there as well. Totals between 165 and 165 and a half. And my goodness, Kentucky played defense in their last game against Auburn. Someone needs to call the papers. Point. They actually played they actually played some defense. Now they have to go up against an LSU team that it's been touch and go for them in their last two years uh-huh. ever since. They did have Mr. Matt McMahon take over the program. How do you evaluate this LSU versus Kentucky game? Because with Kentucky, it just feels like you don't know what version of the team you're going to get night in, night out. No, you don't. You really don't. You Sometimes you're going to get that Kentucky that went into Auburn in a hostile environment and absolutely dominate. And then other days you're going to get the Kentucky team that, you know, they sit there and they play Gonzaga and Tennessee at home and they lose outright. So, I, I mean, it's tough. It's hard to to determine which form of Kentucky we're going to get. This is a young, young cast, and I don't think people understand. This is a very, very young Kentucky team. This is the first time a lot of these guys are going out here, put in these situations, and it's hard. It's really, really hard. I think that the thing that's going to really, really make it for Kentucky is, is their offense good enough to be better than the LSU defense? LSU's given up 74.3 points per game, while Kentucky's scoring 88.2. So, I, I mean... I, It's going to be on the defense. Is LSU going to play good enough defense at home? This is, you know, going to be down there in the bayou. You're going to have the crowd going because Kentucky's coming. There's a ranked Kentucky team. They just came off a really, really big win. This is a back-to-back road game for Kentucky. That's a hard spot. Very, very tough spot in college sports to go play back-to-back road games. So, I think Kentucky, I really do think Kentucky's going to find a way to pull it out at the end because it seems like that they're really, really riding high. But my gut's telling me to take LSU in the points here. Yeah, I mean, it is a really tough scenario because when this Kentucky team gets going, my goodness, they get going. But because they are so reliant upon the three ball, it does lead to a little bit of volatility. And how do you take a look at some of these teams in college basketball? Because I do tend to find myself oftentimes backing more of these teams that they play tough, tenacious defense. Like we saw yesterday, Iowa State and Houston. Those are teams I feel Uh like they're a little bit more tried and true. Their game travels a little bit more. Meanwhile, you get these teams that they play it a little bit more of a frenetic harebrained style like staying out 
there in the SEC. Alabama, for example, I do mm-hmm. have a little bit of trepidation when backing them, especially on larger numbers, because you feel like a genius when Alabama wins by 20, but Alabama <laughs> could very easily have a 15-point lead and completely blow it, and then you feel like a moron. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard. What if they're not shooting? If Alabama's not shooting, they're not winning the game. So if the, if the shot isn't hitting for them, it's out of it's out of here. It's out of here already. So I think that my thing, especially going back to the Kentucky and LSU game, because you have two teams, and it's a very tough spot for Kentucky going on the road and doing this again. But remember what LSU just did? They just beat South Carolina at home, and they held them to sixty three points. So. Uh, under 164 and a half feels like the play for that game. I don't trust Kentucky going back on the road and having such a great offensive output. I think that LSU's defense is going to come to play, but LSU hasn't been trying to score the ball at all, honestly. And if LSU controls this game from start to finish, it's going to be a slow-paced game. They're going to force you into bad shots. They're going to be a ter- like a terribly, terribly slow pace. And so I'm expecting this LSU team to keep things close. The under feels like the better play than the side. Yep, with this LSU team, it is a bunch as being able to do a relatively solid job by committee of rebounding. You don't have that one guy that's going to go down there and get you like 10 rebounds or anything like Uh that. This is not the Shaq or Glenn Big Baby Davis days of the old with LSU, but holes greater than some of its parts. And, well, this part is a very big part of the show, getting on great guests. And Terrell, you certainly fit the bill every single time. You do such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I always do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Thank you. And ah, man, what do I leave us off with? Oh, yeah. Patrick Holmes is the greatest quarterback of all time. (laughs) He certainly is. We were both able to cash on that on the Super Bowl. If you were listening to this program back when we were on a few hours later and always do appreciate it, Terrell. Thank you. Always. And then do want to pass this along before we hit our break. We currently do have a second half lineup now for this Creighton versus UConn game. UConn is down 43 to 29 at the half. And if you're looking to get in on this live. You're going to have to bet UConn minus six and a half for the second half. Totals ranging anywhere between 75 and 76. As we did see up in the first half, 72 points on the board. So you're pretty much looking at a full game of about a 148 right now. Pretty close to the closing number. So we'll see if that moves after the break. And we'll get you guys some plays for a little bit later on here on this College Basketball Tuesday here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code of VSIN when you sign up because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. Right now, holding pretty steady with that second half line between the Creighton Blue Jays and... Green Blue Jays and the Yukon Huskies. Right now, you're finding that enemy were between six and a half and seven, though. Totals come down a little bit. Now you're finding that total at a 75. So that pretty much put the full game total at a 147. This close more around about a 144 and a half, 145 or so. The opener was about 144 and a half. So modest move there, but we shall see what happens in the second half in that game. And we're certainly going to be taking quite a bit of a look at the Wednesday card in our number two. But we've got a few games for Tuesday that we're able We'll take a look at it as well. Unlike back when I was at 9 to midnight Pacific time, midnight to 3 Eastern, everything had started. We're still able to give you guys some action that we're going to be getting as this game is going to be tipping off in 45 minutes. Let's go 645, 646 on the card. Boise State, they play us at San Jose State. Old San Jose State is a 16 to a 16 and a half point underdog. Dalton's game is 141 half and I think we've went a little bit too far on this line. Now, San Jose State has been quite ghastly with their defense. They are outside the top two 50 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And this is, truth be told, a top heavy San Jose State team. You've got four guys to give you double figures, but I think that those four guys are going to be able to keep them in this game. I set my line at a 14 as this is also not a super deep Boise State team as well. Boise State certainly has good frontline talent. I like what you're able to get out of Chabuzo Ogbo, who's able to shoot north of 40% from three-point. Tyson Dagenard, I feel like, is always one of the more underrated players. College basketball feels like he's been at Boise State for like 100 million, million, billion years, but he's been able to supply you with about 16 points, seven rebounds, but I just wonder if Boise State does have the offensive pop to be able to win this game by this big of a margin, as Boise State is only about 96th in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Now, granted, they do get a nice boost from being at home. They're averaging about 16.4 points more per one hour possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot court venue. But this San Jose State team has been a very strange one to be able to gauge because they really don't take too much of a drop off when they're on the road. As a matter of fact, they're giving up fewer points per possession when they're on the road rather than at home. Again, not saying a whole lot. Well, I consider they're 321st in the country. Turns points a lot on a per possession basis, but they do give up 3.2 points fewer per one hour possessions when they leave home. And I like their point guard in Alvaro Cardenas, who's able to give you a north of five assists per contest. He's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to stroke him from three par range as you've got a pair of guys with some versatility. Trey Anderson, Tibet Gronair, these have been a pair of guys that have been able to supply you with about 23.5 points per contest, both shooting the mid to high 30s from three-point range. And with regards to also being able to have Myron Amy being able to give you about 14, 15 points per contest, I do think that that's going to be just enough for San Jose State to hold in there. This is a Boise State team that's been doing a tremendous job defensively, but 
for Boise State. They can be a little bit vulnerable when you've got good ball movement because Boise State, they're not going to go out there and generate a bunch of turnovers. This Boise State team, they're going to stay grounded. They're just going to play really tough in-your-face sort of defense. Take away the three-point line as Boise State, a top 50 team in all of college basketball with regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage. And you do have a game where I do think that even though you're going to have fewer possessions in this one, because you've got a pair of teams that are not looking to gun it. San Jose State is playing a little bit faster than they did a season ago, but they're still clocking in 295th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Boise State, they're right there. They're 296th, but I do think that the execution is going to be there. San Jose State has been playing sort of a make it and take it sort of game. So did something I told 144. I'm going to be looking at the over in this spot. And when it comes to Boise State, I could only set them as 14-point favorite. So here at 16 to 16, and a half. Do think that you've got a little bit of value there. I'm going to be in on this total over, and I'm going to be in on old San Jose State being able to catch 16 there as you are looking at some Tuesday games into Wednesday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and then we'll try to give you guys just a little bit here with regards to San Francisco and St. Mary's as we've been noticing the line moving, and if you're able to get in at 8 or less, because we have seen one or two eight halves pop up on this game, I think that you're so good with St. Mary's as they're going to be playing us to uh, San Francisco. This was an opener of 8. It's been moving a little bit all over the place. Total on this game is currently between 133 and a half and 134 and I do like this total under now first time these two teams played St. Mary's was able to just completely clobber San Francisco on the road that was by kind of 77 to 60 but for St. Mary's even though I do think that they're going to be able to duplicate what they did the first time around I do think that's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game the St. Mary's team they've just absolutely bared down with their defense they are number two in all of college basketball, turns points a lot on a per possession basis. And they go up against the San Francisco team well, that, while they've been able to do a good job in terms of their defense, the San Francisco team, you look at them in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis, they're 15th and they're one of the best road defenses in all of college basketball. As a matter of fact, there's only four teams that are giving up fewer points on a per possession basis on the road this season than San Francisco. One of them are in this game in St. Mary's. The other three are McNeese, you see Irvine along Grand Canyon. So this team has really been able to hunker down when they've been on the road in terms of not giving up a whole heck of a lot. But my one fear is you've got a pair of really good big men for St. Mary's. That would be Mitchell Saxon and then Joshua Jefferson. They combine for about 14 rebounds per game. Jonathan Mogbo, he's been tremendous for the San Francisco team. North of 13 points, north of 10 rebounds per game. He's the only guy on the roster that gives you north of four rebounds per game. Despite that, San Francisco has a really good rebound rate, but... Even though you do have a really good rebound rate and things like that, it does sort of rub me the wrong way when you see that only one guy in the roster has north of four rebounds per game and that he's trying to do a little bit of everything all by himself. And you've got good versatility. Mongolian Mike is solid. He's able to give you some assists. He's able to throw in there about eight and a half points per contest. Marcus Williams is not afraid to get his nose dirty a little bit down low. He's one of your main guards. But I do think that for St. Mary's, they're going to be able to duplicate what they did the last time around. Though I do think that the shooting overall in this game is going to take a little bit of a nose dive. So I do like this little under. And with St. Mary's, I'm going to be willing to lay up to eight with them. Once you get past eight, I do think that that's a little bit of a point of no return. So do want to give you guys a little bit that we're seeing for this late Tuesday night, but we've got to be taking a look at Wednesday as well. And I was mentioning the fact that I do like the St. Mary's versus San Francisco game under. How about if we look at a game with a relatively similar total that I'm going to be liking the under on. And I do think that this is a little bit of a seeky spot on this Wednesday card. This is 687, 688. 
The old Notre Dame Fighting Irish hit the road to face off against Louisville. Louisville is in a lot of places to pick them. Right now, DraftKings, I'm seeing them as a one-half point favorite there. Total on this game is anywhere between 134.5 and 135. And it is so interesting to take a look at this Louisville team because... I'm going to call it what it is. Kenny Payne, he's looked a little bit better as a coach, but he has not really been cutting it and getting the job done here at Louisville in his first few seasons. And for Louisville, it's just been sort of like the Katy Perry song, Hot and Cold for them. Sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out with Louisville. Sometimes you score 90s, sometimes you score 60. That is the way that Louisville is. Meanwhile, you've got one constant in this game. The fact that Notre Dame is going to make this game an eyesore. They are going to make this game as grody and as ugly as humanly possible. And I do think that there is some credence in that. And that's why I said Notre Dame is a favorite. Notre Dame has been by far the more consistent team out of the two. Now, if you're looking for the team with higher ceiling, if you're looking for the team with the better athletes, it's without question Louisville, but I just can't trust in this Louisville team. Meanwhile, the one thing that I can trust in for this Notre Dame team is that they are going to be able to play some solid defense and they're going to get their style. This Notre Dame team has allowed 71 points or fewer in all but one of their games since the turn of the calendar to 2024. And as a matter of fact, in regulation, they've allowed 71 points or fewer in all but one out of their last 15 games. Like, that is absolutely remarkable. They have played a few games in overtime, like when they gave up 72 points to Georgetown. That was a game that went to overtime. They had a 75-68 game against Georgia Tech. That was another game that went to overtime, but all in all, the team has been able to hold up at the point of attack. Now, Notre Dame, they're sloppy with it as well. They do turn the ball over 13 times for contests. Their main scorer and Marcus Burton, who's done a solid job, giving you 16 points, four assists per contest. His turnovers are right now leading all power five players with about 3.8 turnovers per game. So there's been a little bit of a lack of execution there, but something that you always want to take a look at in these sort of nip and tuck games as well. How are these teams shooting at the free line? And Notre Dame as a whole, they're not great. They're not bad. They're shooting about 72.7% at the free throw line. So it's nothing that's really going to push you over the top there until you look a little bit more at the top flight guys. J.R. Korzynski, Braden, Brandon Shrewsbury, along with Marcus Burton. These are your top three scorers for Notre Dame. They all shoot at least 80.7% at the free throw line going up against a Louisville team that you just don't know when the boneheaded mistake is going to be made there. You've got Trey White who's been able to do a solid job, give you double figures, and you've been able to get a little bit more recently out of some of the backcourt, like Mikey James has been able to give you about 13 and a half points per contest, shooting it well from three and to the credit of Louisville, each other top three scores do shoot at least 77% at the free throw line as well. But I want to go with something that is a little bit more tried and true. What has been consistent all season long has been this Notre Dame defense, and I'm going to be banking on it. I did set my total 131F. I'm looking at the under, and for Notre Dame, I like them all right on the money line. Be able to get the job done. We've seen them pull off a few road wins already this season. I think that this is going to be another one, and coming up next, we do have our DK Network right up for Wednesday. Coming at you next right here on the Great Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 